Gotcha. A, a lot of the stuff with music, for example, electronic music is very live, live event focused. Mm-hmm. So trying to picture what the next iteration of live events are. And one of my, the, where I think it's going personally, or where I'd like to see it go is one of my favorite sets I've ever seen was Gorillas Live. Yeah. Because, yeah. Have I mentioned it on uh, the cast? No, you haven't. So this is a perfect time to uh, do that. So watching watching Gorillas Live was so cool because their entire set felt like a movie. Mm. So I felt like I was watching a movie and a concert at the same time. Right. Which I've never experienced before at a live event. Okay. And I really think electronic music has the capacity to create cinematic sounds, very unique cinematic sounds make it very music focused, but also have a long form narrative where you're playing an hour DJ set, you make it an hour movie and a real, you know, a real movie that people can follow and feel the music with. So I think, and that might not necessarily be the future, but I think that is a next iteration that will happen in the live elect and the live music space. Interesting. That would be cool for sure. When you say um, music that also has a narrative or a story that people can follow along to, where it's almost like a movie, that makes me think of Hamilton and <laughs> very, um, very big topic these days. Something we can get to, we can get into later on in the episode, but. Yeah, that that uh, makes me think of like musical. I mean, the Broadway musical is the combination of song and story. So Hamilton's the perfect yeah. perfect example. Um, it's like hip hop meets story. It's like telling a story yeah. through hip hop and song. Yeah, and, exactly. And I feel like that's going to become well now that the Hamilton did it. You know, uh, Broadway musicals. They're on Broadway, but once they're done with, there's no way to see them again. But now that they showed that you can have a big following and you can, you know, go to more mainstream by actually recording and, and um, you know, coming to a streaming platform or whatever, I feel like that's going to happen more and more now that Hamilton has done that. So I think that was a big step and I'm, I'm very happy that happened. Um, because it's yeah. like a definitely a big addition to to music and cinema. Yeah, and I and I am curious because on the live event side of things, now that people can't go to festivals, of course, everything, all the festivals are on streaming. Yeah. So it is. I am curious to see how that, you know, how that continues to advance. Like yeah. I've seen crazy ass stages. Like, you know, you get VR guys in there to, or it might, it's probably AR actually get AR, AR guys in there to create some insane world around the DJ. Right. And it's cool. Me personally, I haven't really been into any of it because I'm never sitting around and 
want to see if I'm going to go to a DJ set, I want to go with a group of friends mm-hmm. or even by myself, honestly, and just get like fucked up around people. Yeah. Um, so I am interested to see how that, you know, I don't think the live space will go, but I am curious to see those next steps in terms of how live performances progress. Yeah. Also, if, if recently the, the BET Awards, I think it was either last, this past weekend or the weekend before, but I don't know if you saw, so like all the live performances that normally would be done on stage at the BET Awards, they were all pretty much like music videos, uh, but they were, you know, filmed for just the BET Awards like exclusively. And um, so it was like a bigger production. It was like a bigger music video than normally. And it was better than the normal BT awards. Like I feel like, so every artist had a, a chance to put in a lot of production into just a performance for the, like to be shown on the BT awards. And so that gave all these artists so much more freedom and uh, like timing and like money to put into a performance, like a single performance normally is just on stage and it would be good, but this was a lot better. I feel like having the these ability- were, these were music videos, right? Yeah, they basically were, were doing, they, they shot a music video of their existing songs, but it wasn't the normal music video. It was a lot, it was heightened, expanded. It was much better, a bigger production than normal. And they, like I said, they were like, you know, what's up, BET Awards? They would be exclusively for the BET Awards. And it was like, yeah. uh, Meg Thee Stallion did her um, Girls in the Hood video, except much more there's a lot more intro, like live instrumentals and it was a much bigger production. It was much better than her in our normal video. So a lot of those were, it was a huge production and it was a lot better than any BT awards normally would be. Yeah. I, I know like, uh, cause I actually recently wrote about a uh, black thought with uh, Nas Rhapsody YG quest love mm. uh, alongside public enemy creating their fight the power video. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. So that I didn't know that they were actually doing music videos. That's it's similar to, uh, you know, Sunday night football when they would say, and the halftime show is Lil Wayne. It's just like, it's a Lil Wayne music video. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Those, yeah, those, I mean, I don't know how much production went into those, but if if you go on YouTube and search BT awards. So also the baby did his, uh, what was that song? That recent song where he's, you know, on the floor. Brand new Lamborghini cho- fu- choked car, out. car. That one? Uh, is that it? I don't know. It's, it's the one, the video where he's, uh, he's, he's literally lying on the floor and like he's, he's uh, has someone choking, has his knee against his neck, choking him. Uh, did he do he's, his, he's did, he do, did he do Rockstar, the black Rockstar, yeah, it's Rockstar, it's Rockstar. Yeah. Yep. Rockstar Black Lives Matter remix, I bet he did. Yep. So that if you just search BET Awards, you can find all of them. But uh, it was it was great. Much better than BET Awards normally were. Just because it was a lot bigger production for each artist. They were had a lot of time and money to spend on, on that kind of stuff. Yeah, that, that stuff is cool because it's a lot more visual and they have the live dance stuff is very 
I feel like it's difficult for some artists to really do well. Yeah. Yeah, some artists are not good performers. Well, especially live. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and their their art might come through better with a different, you know, a different video medium. Yeah, um, I agree. Different video story. So it's interesting. Okay. If we no longer have live performances, I feel like that's a big element to a lot of artists is their ability to perform live and put on a show and like the energy they bring. But if we no longer have that, who cares? I think How we're going to still have like Beyonce, Beyonce's show that, that sets a bar, right? Like there's still like dance is still a live element yeah. that could be captured in video, it but could. to see live, like a really well done live show with dancers or somebody who's energetic that I think will still fit a mold, but to give different, you know, to have, it's why DJs, like they don't dance. So you, they rely a lot on lights and videos because yeah. they need some other entertainment to really, they need some other form of media to bring the energy. Right. So it's a lot more difficult to can dance and spend hours practicing a routine for a show that you're going to tour around. Right. You know, that could be worth it. Or as Beyonce did just for her Coachella performance. Right, right. You know, there are people who are really good live performers. Yeah. So I don't... But all that might be done with if we were not allowed to have live performances. Yeah. I'm, st I'm optimistic and think that it has... Once a vaccine comes, things will go back to normal-ish. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. But... Um, are you interested in going through, should we go through New Music Friday at all? Sure. Uh, I guess today is Wednesday, so it's been a, a little bit since all the new music has come out. It's not like I've heard of any of it anyways, but yeah, we can, why don't we go through it and not song by song like last time, but just kind of browse through it and just pick out select artists or select songs, not going through the whole thing one by one. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the first three, honestly, I think we would want to pause at. Because yeah. it's, yeah, it's Pop Smoke, 50 Cent, Roddy Rich, and then okay. Kanye West, Travis Scott, Jesus. then Ty Dolla Sign, Skrillex, and Kanye, and Jesus. FKA Twigs. Christ. Okay. All right. So those, those three are good, and then I can keep going down. But All right. Let's do it then. All right. Give me share access. All right. Let's see. What do I do here? Uh, fuck. Sorry. I was also thinking this new music Friday because um, all right, I, I gave it to you. Try now the, the website that I write for, um, you know, we're thinking about doing a podcast Ooh. and if how good, if for a YouTube video, if you had, you know, big time artists going through new music Friday and just saying what they think about the artists, a story that they had about the artists listening to their new songs, saying what they thought about them, picking out the ones that they like. I feel like that would be, that'd be, that'd be great. Sick. That'd be incredible. Yeah. yeah. I would listen to that for sure. Yeah. But yeah, if, you, the, if you had access to those artists, you know, then yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. The only annoying part is that 
you probably can't play this shit loud out loud on YouTube because copyright. No, you can't. Which is annoying. Um, all right. Let Did that work this. for you? Yep. Nice. All right. New Music Friday. What is the date for this past Friday? Um, seven three. It was the July third. It was July third. Yeah, July third, two thousand twenty. New Music yeah. Friday. All right, let's do it. And I feel like a lot of these might not have gotten the love that they deserve because July third was like I didn't have work July third, and I was very hungover on July third, and I wasn't in my normal kind of New Music Friday. I'm just working and going through the new music Friday stuff. I was just hung over. Right. Well, I guess, yeah, that was uh, when July 4th was observed for folks. So yeah, people had days off. So they're probably doing things during the day. Yeah. Let's give uh, this first song, the woo featuring 50 cent and Roddy rich from the, I've heard this. Uh, Yeah. I've heard this from the, the, I guess this is a posthumous album from Pop Smoke. Yeah, this is a this is a big big song. Um, I think I've, I've, I've immediately I've, added it to my favorites. Yeah, this is a this is a hit for sure. I've I've heard this a lot. It's a great summer jam. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is a nice little mandolin guitar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Immediate add to the playlist. Yeah. Also, um, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? For some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I lowered my volume by accident. But so you, last time you showed me the option to like show credits for each song, does that also show the label that this artist is on? Um, mm, does not look like it. I think it does. Oh, uh, 1801 Records. I don't know what that is, but. Because I'm, I'm also interested because uh, it's been a while since I've been knowledgeable yeah. about what label, like what artists are on what labels. And I'm very interested to kind of get to see a list of, of what labels are doing well and, you know, what kind of artists are, are on what kind of labels. So this so, is Victor Victor Worldwide, which is you can probably. see that when you look into the credits. But this yeah. is Republic Records, which is a, a division of of uh, UMG Recordings. So that's okay. Universal Universal Music Group. Okay, Universal. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Google Universal Records, Universal Music Group, real quick. I want to see. Okay, I'm gonna see the artists. So Pop Smoke is on there. Hmm. I don't know if I can get a list. Also, there's there's so many labels under labels under labels. Yep, there's so many sub labels that it's it's impossible to navigate. So they looks like Capital, Def Jam, EMI, Island, Virgin, Universal. They're all under Universal Music Group. All right, so this is the very parent group. Okay, that's yeah, too Universal hard. Universal Music. There's three major labels. There's Universal. Uh, there's Universal. There's Sony, and 
uh, Warner. Warner, okay. So under Universal, what was the the label that it said under UMG for this song, Pop Smoke? This was Republic Records. Republic, all right, I see that. Quick Republic. Oh, Cash Money is under Republic. All right. Oh, Young Cash Money, Young Money, XO. This is too hard to navigate. I need like a clear list, but so we can just keep going. But I, I want to be cognizant of record labels, who's on what, and also people who are trying to stay away from record labels as well. But uh, we can keep going. Yeah, that's just Chance the Rapper. Is it just Chance the Rapper? There's no other independent artists these days. There, there's some other. There's some other independent people, but Chance the Rapper is the most most well known. Yeah, the most well known. Right. I uh, know yeah. that. Okay, so that was a good song, for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is difficult to navigate because even under Republic, so there's Universal Music Group, then you have Republic Records, and then you have everything under Republic Records and yeah. Victor Victor Worldwide. There's so many subs and subs and subs. Yeah, it's like, this is gonna it's crazy. For me because once, once a... Once a label gets big enough and then, you know, and then it can, the major label will just scoop you mm-hmm. and give you complete creative control and a, st- a nice studio, maybe some benchmarks that you need to hit. Right. I'm not necessarily sure of like the deals and everything. Cause I think there might be some muddy waters yeah. and some deals that certain labels might make, but Right. Yeah. If you get I'd big enough, you you do end up kind of getting autonomy at some point. Right. Let's try wash us in the blood with uh, Kanye, Kanye Travis and Scott. Travis Scott. Right. Basically, family members. <laughs> oh yeah, that's crazy. Jesus Christ. So what? How do you officially? What is the relation? Like the title of those two people. Kanye and Travis Scott, there are. Is there a title? Maybe not. No, because it's confusing because Kim Kardashian, because like the Kardashians, first off, is Travis Scott married to Kylie Jenner? Are they officially married? I know they have a baby, right? I don't they know have a baby, but I don't know if they're officially married. I don't know, but let's let's say they were married. So if they were married, then Kim is Kim and Kylie, oh, yeah. I believe, are Kim and Kylie are is sisters. She, is she her half sister? No, because no. Oh, they're oh yeah, the half sister. Yeah, half sister. So half sister. So are they half brother in laws? Okay, that half brother in laws. I think that could make sense. That's a weird ass. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The half brother of one spouse, the husband of the half sister of one spouse. Yep, that's it. Half brother in laws. That's such a weird thing. <laughs> like I feel, I feel like it's kind of disrespectful, or like if you introduce someone as your half brother in law, like that, that yeah. the, the name half. It's like it's a little. It's like 
you make sure you keep your distance when you say that. Nah, so, you just say you just say brother at, at the that yeah point. for sure. In in Cuban culture, uh, when I get introduced to relatives, every single one is my cousin. I have like fifty cousins, and I yeah. I have only two first cousins, but I have right. fifty cousins. Right, right, yeah, yeah. No, there's no like distinguishing. That's so rude. This is my third cousin. Like, <laughs> no, just, just call him your cousin. This is a pretty. I'm I'm a very big Kanye fan, so I feel I can't properly judge this song because I just love. Mm, okay, I'm listening uh, right now. Like it has a weird haunting synth in the back, and then some interesting drum arrangement and Kanye going off. Yeah, I don't know about this song. Yeah, I'll be I'll be very biased. I I ordered I ordered Kanye's vinyl. Yeah. Uh Jesus is King. October of last year and I still haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> really? Where did you order it from? Kanyewest.com. <laughs> You might want to check in an order, man. That's <laughs> nah, man. It's, it's delayed. It's delayed? it was it was supposed to come to me. I ordered it knowing it was going to come to me in three to four months. That was a stipulation. But with okay. everything that happened, things were even further delayed. And I also believe like a very big vinyl plant got like destroyed or something. Mm. And so now I'll probably just never get it. And I gave Kanye thirty bucks. I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, I guess that's not too much so that's weird uh, all right let's go into ego death with ty dollar sign fk okay. twigs skrillex and kanye and actually before we go there let's see what label this is under this is def jam def jam so def jam is under universal music group based yeah. on what i just looked at I, I yeah if you're saying there's three majors then I feel like half of these songs are going to be under Universal Music Group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't surprise that's me. That's crazy. Craziness. But yeah, that's that's why you know the majors have so much power. Right. So just three of them, and they keep scooping up all the other good labels. This uh, sounds like Ty Dollar Sign songs of the past. Very similar. This doesn't sound anything new, to be honest. Oh yeah, the dune dune dune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun. That same tune has been in a bunch and of dun, songs. Dun, buzz it on the beat. Yeah, it's like DJ Snake, Ty Dollar Sign, same kind of jingle. Yeah, when I hear so, when I see this kind of lineup, I'm immediately biased, and, and this is going to immediately go into your personal playlist. My personal playlist. Um, Atlantic Records was that under Universal also? I think it was. Atlantic. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, Atlantic is under. Oh wait, I don't know. Uh, Warner. Warner. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, so Todd Dollar Sign is under Warner on Atlantic Records. Okay. So we won't add this one. A little too boring for you? Not, yeah, not me. This is this is the same thing I've been hearing from Todd Dollar Sign for a while. This is not anything new. Just not. It's not good enough. Um, sounds pretty great. Uh, all right, let's go into 
You want a boogie with the hoodie? Little yes, vert? please. Yeah, let's do that. Flood my wrist. Future Uzi. I love Uzi. Yeah, I also love. I love when there's a rap beat and a guitar too. Yeah, right. Like I'm a sucker for that. This is Atlantic, so. Okay, another this another is, person on Atlantic. This right. is Warner. I like. I like how the uh, I like the cadence on this. Yeah, me too. His voice is pretty percussive. I'm liking the song a lot. I like that a lot. This is for sure a song I'm going to jam out to in the shower tomorrow morning. This is uh, I like this. Let's uh, let's add it. Do you like it? Yeah, I do. Okay. I like I like the guitar. Okay. Yeah. Let's and then this this hook is pretty nice. Yeah. I like when the voice is used as a, a more percussive element. Yeah. Yeah. I, was trying I, I like to... I like that more than the uh, the heart when it when it's used as like a harmony. Mm, like Migos. Yeah. Or I love Migos. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, I love Migos also. Yeah, when people use their voice, both in both scenarios, when people use their voice to harmonize or in replace of like an instrument in terms of ad libs or or whatnot. I if they do it well, it sounds fantastic. Migos yeah. is a great example of that. Um, Bone Thugs and Harmony, obviously, but that was way back in the day. We should definitely listen to this Pop Smoke Lil Baby to Baby track. Okay. For the night. Yeah. Starting off slow. Yeah. I used to uh, not like the baby's flow. Yeah. But now I'm all about it. Well, this is this is Lil Baby. Just oh, the and the baby, both of them. Okay, yeah. I didn't see. I didn't see the third name. Okay, the baby. The song is too slow for me. I think. I'm a sucker for the guitar. I think it's a good song, though. Actually, um, it sounds great. The beat sounds great. It's, the baby's yeah. verse is pretty good. Uh, I, I think I'm open to adding this song. Although it's not uh, the party type jams we've been adding, or, or nor is it a summer jam, but I do uh, like it nonetheless. I'm like like you. You only like party jams. Well, if I'm making a playlist to listen back on, it's probably going to be a social like a a social relevant party relevant type of playlist it's not going to be a slower type of music where i'm in bed listening to it yeah this song even it is a little bit of a sleepy song i'm down for adding it yeah let's add it. okay let's do it 
You want to you want to listen to Tory Lyons for one second? And Kevin Gates, I do want to listen to that for one second. Convertible Burt. And we got to listen to Jason Derulo. I I need something else. Wait, what did you say? I'm waiting for something else to hit me. Okay, do you hear those flutes? Yeah. Okay. So this is um. You like the flutes? I do. I think it suits Kevin Gates well. I like this song a lot, actually. This is Kevin Gates rapping, right? In the first verse? Yes. Wait, let me go back on that. No, not not in the first, not up first, like up, around um, 17 seconds, as I'm listening to right now. That's not Kevin Gates. Okay. Yeah, I need something else. So one one minute, 54 seconds, if you jump to that. Kevin Gates has the, has the deeper voice, a little slower. Yeah. 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 I like it. Um, but, yeah, if you don't like it, then it's a no, it's a no do, no go. Yo, I love Kevin Gates's verse, though. It is a good verse. Sounds good. It's uh, on Road Too Fast, nine mixtape. So this is a mixtape, not an album. We'll check out that mixtape later on. I wish Kevin Gates was at the beginning of this song, honestly. All right, so you want to move move forward? Next song? Yeah, let's go. We got to go to Jason Derulo. Is that how you say it, Jason? You know, it's not Jason. No, Jason Derulo. Okay. <laughs> he goes Jason Derulo. See, that's how he says it. Ooh, this song. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, this is a jam. <laughs> this is a La Caverna East Village jam or Lower East Side jam. Yes, this it is. is. Yes, it is. Wow. This needs a, a direct link on the meat thread immediately. <laughs> yeah, send it in. Wow, I'm going to do that right now. I think this is an ad, right? This is great. Let me get this. Are you adding this to the, the Play By Your pod, uh, playlist? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Jason Derulo also has been killing it on TikTok. Has he? Does he dance and stuff? He's He's probably one of the best TikTokers. Oh, really? Yeah. Just follow – he has, like, 23 million, like – if you're on TikTok, follow Jason Derulo. He's he's all up on there, and he mm. does it very well. Yo, I heard a lot of shit about people trying to ban TikTok. Yeah, because China's US. taking our data. Yeah, something's fucked up with TikTok. They're trying to ban it. I feel like all these – all those platforms like Vine and TikTok, why is it always something – malicious in the background like why i don't but like what what are they but like what i don't understand is they just don't want china to have our data to like like do better than us economically like i don't understand what like what's the the big deal And, and like i just don't know about it 
like somebody's like oh shit like china's getting our data i'm like okay like they're seeing what i like to watch (laughs) well besides what they're getting it for but why is it the the short form user generated video platforms why is it strictly vine in tiktok vine i feel like just wasn't wasn't making money or something that's why they shut down it wasn't yeah. similar to tiktok in that vine just wasn't making money and it was too much to operate and i think twitter shut it down or whoever owned vine shut it down okay all right fair enough um let's try this nikki jam song who is nikki jam reggaeton artist I feel like reggaeton has been has taken a backseat for a while now. I've not heard any reggaeton music in a while. Ooh, a nice immortal technique beat. Mm. Uh, reggaeton is still like Bad Bunny and J Balvin are still very much in the mainstream. So they're 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 considered reggaeton. Hmm. I feel like they're pop at this point but it's like reggaeton is made into the pop space yeah it's the same reason it's the same way that this pop smoke song is you call it hip-hop but it's also it's just pop it's popular music mm. so here's the question what is what is the name what is the title of the song desaogo what does that mean Relief. Relief. So what are they saying? What's like the general theme of this song? Because I can't understand the lyrics. I don't have a... Even though I, actually it's never, a, I actually never listen to lyrics when I... Well, neither do I. Act, yeah, let me actively try and listen and tell you. I don't... Oh, I, I do listen to lyrics, but I, yeah, I agree that there can be a song where it's very... like In, in terms of this song, it's a slower song. And... It can be, it sounds a little sad, um, but the music, the lyrics could be talking about anything. I have no idea. So I, I kind of want to get a general, just a theme of the song. It's very, it's very poetic in terms of, it's like talking about himself a lot, talking about like being materialistic, talking about getting a, a big house. And then I think getting divorced. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I see that the cover art is him or some kind of child drowning, falling deeper and deeper into the water, drowning. So I feel like it is kind of that sorrow, sad, like self-deprecating. I'm proud and smiling and Mm. he's proud. Okay, this is going to be a pass for me, I think. His dad worked to do yada yada to make him, let him live. This is a good, like, slow song. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else should we go look at. Oh, Gucci Mane? Yeah, we can do that. I don't know who the other person is on that. It's a feature, so... Fujiana. Yeah, this Gucci man is a hard pass for sure. 
Um, I see, I just saw one song that I wanted to listen to way down the list. It was K Camp, Cry to You. K Camp has been out of the picture for a while. I can't remember the last song you put out. Mm, I'm going to add this to my Slow Jams playlist, my personal Slow Jams playlist. I want to listen to Tokyo's Revenge. Tokyo's yeah. Revenge? Oh. Um, yeah, he had a popular song on uh, TikTok. Tokyo's Revenge. Interesting. A lot of these songs, this song is um, two minutes and 14 seconds. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's good. So In and out. What does that get, get you more streams? The shorter it is? I don't think I don't think the shortness of the song really matters. I think I feel like it's easier to complete. But well, yeah, like two minutes is nothing though. Like that's crazy. That's enough for uh for two hooks maybe. I feel like there has to be some kind of minimum in order to be considered uh like released in like a as a single or on an ep or something there has to be some minimal time length and it's probably close to two minutes i i feel like a lot of these like i want to see these guys um what are they called some people i feel like have been releasing one minute songs because those are good for TikTok. Mm, okay. So BBNO. Let me see. Yeah. Tokyo's Mama Revenge. Short. This sounds like Uzi. This sounds like Famous Dex. It's, I mean, word for word. It's a complete ripoff of those two. I love Famous Dex. Me too. It's that rattling bass right there. Yeah. A lot of ad libs in the background. Just panning through ear to ear. Yeah. If I close my eyes um, around the one minute mark, it sounds literally exactly like Lil Uzi. The flow, <laughs> the tone, the volume. Hundred percent, like Uzi. It's a lot going on. I really like the bass. I'm curious to hear what this disclosure song sounds like, and then that's that's all so, I need to listen to from. What it? What has Disclosure done in the past? Disclosure made songs with Khaled. Know your worth. They made. Can we just talk? Dun, dun. Can uh, we just talk? They made the You and Me remix. Wanna be you? And uh oh, they made oh, okay. All right. huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I like that. Like a lot of like their their settle uh, album oh. is one of my favorites. Um, I love this album so much. When a fire starts to burn, right? When it starts to hit. Oh, um, latch, latch too. Oh. Sam Smith. Yep. Great song. I love that fucking song. A lot song. of these songs are very famous. Latch was the fucking jam. This was huge. 
This was big, like right out of college. This was yeah. I remember like what I would listen to a lot. Yeah, two thousand. I want to say fifteen, sixteen. Latch, latch was that song, you know, that nostalgic ex-girlfriend song. That was our that was our thing. Latch. Yep. One of those songs. Great song. So they they make a lot of like you know poppy house music. Yeah. Um, they're pretty good with like interesting synth play. They made they made two pretty good songs with Khaled recently. Ish. Okay, so what was their song on New Music Friday? My High. My High. Slow Tie is. He's like a grime artist. He also recently made. Look at this guy. He recently made a song with the Gorillas as well. I was about to say, I get that. Um, what was that? What are the two people called? LMFAO. I get that kind of vibe when I hear this. Yeah. Yeah, Slow Thigh looks like a intriguing character. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Nothing, nothing to write home about. Yeah. So, also, why the hell? Oh, I actually love this Ellie Golding song. Ellie Golding recently released an album, I believe. Slow, um, Slow Grenade single off yeah. of her new album called Slow Grenade, or maybe that's just a single. Yeah, not my jam, but you know that's not saying that it's a good song or anything. But yeah, like I mostly listen to music for like when I'm working or when I'm running. Yeah, not as much at, at parties anymore. Yeah, parties don't exist anymore. So Just... I love watching. I love watching. Like America's Got Talent, like singing competitions. Yeah. Is she is Ellie Golding? Has she been on one of those shows? No, but it reminds me of just a song that you would hear on the radio. Mm, gotcha. I definitely hear it on the radio, and you know, very pop oriented. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like. Maybe we we went pretty quickly through it, but it doesn't seem like there's too many. I think we, we might have added more songs this week than last week, but it still seemed kind of underwhelming in terms of the songs that came out. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think we could listen to everyone and, like, find ones that we like and add, but... All right. So this is week number two of New Music Friday. New Music Friday number two. So we have a long way to go. So how, yeah. many, how many songs do we have? Um, one, two, three... Four, five, six, seven. Seven? Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's good that we're being selective, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you have any rabbit hole of the weeks? Well, in terms of rabbit hole of the week, I think it wasn't really a rabbit <laughs> hole, but I mentioned it before. Everyone has now seen Hamilton. So I, I know we're going to have a debate internally amongst our friend group tomorrow, but I think it's also a good topic to talk about on the podcast because, you know, it's not just Hamilton, but so going back, I think um, 
I'm a huge Lynn Manuel Miranda fan. So he went to the same college that I did, uh, Wesley University. He graduated oh, wow. in 2004. What are you doing? Oh, okay. This is the wiki. Okay. Yeah. No, don't. Let's uh, let's not share the wiki during like this segment. Yeah. Okay. But like, yeah, make sure I'm talking, saying the right stuff. So yeah, he graduated in 2004 from Wesleyan. So when I got there in 2008, he had already came and left. But apparently, he wrote his first musical in the Heights while he was he was at Wesleyan, and he performed it while he was at Wesleyan. So when I got there, I I heard about In the Heights, but I didn't really care. And then during my the summer in between sophomore and junior year, I was in New York for the summer, and my mom visited me, and she heard about Lin Manuel Miranda and the fact that he went to Wesleyan. So she bought tickets to In the Heights. On, it was on Broadway during that time, and I was like, "Yeah, whatever, I'll go." I didn't really know much about it. I didn't. I thought all musicals on Broadway were pretty whack, but I went to it regardless, anyways. And it was a it was a, a huge eye opener. Well, I don't know about all musicals, but In the Heights, it was incredible. So it was um, a lot of it, like like Hamilton. It's you know kind of ingrained in hip hop. They're rapping a lot also singing a lot it's very melodic it's very catchy very good story like the the songwriting is very witty it's very smart very clever uh it was just an incredible musical and i don't i had never really fucked with musicals before so once once that happened i became a huge lin-manuel miranda fan and then soon after that he started working on so that was in 2010 i think and as soon after that, he started working on Hamilton as a, just like a hip hop album, an album or something, not a full musical, I don't think, as an album. So he wrote that first song, uh, the song that Aaron Burr sings kind of throughout the whole musical. And he performed it. He was invited to Obama's like correspondence dinner at the White House. And he performed that song. And that was like, I was, I was, when that came out, I was promoting that. I was trying to show everybody. Uh, that that song because it was it was fucking incredible and so uh, from that point i was a huge lin-manuel miranda fan and also he's in a another freestyle improv group called freestyle love supreme which is him and this other guy chris jackson who is in in the heights he was also in hamilton he was george washington in hamilton so a couple of those those a couple in that group had their a lot of different like projects or or groups there they were in and so at that time, I was a huge Lin-Manuel Miranda fan. But when Hamilton came, eventually came out, I was, I was gone from New York. I don't remember if I was gone from New York or whatever, but I never got a chance to see Hamilton. Also, the, the tickets were extremely expensive, so I just literally never got a chance to see it, although I knew it was incredible without having to see it. And then so this past Friday, it came out on Disney+, and it was just a recorded version of a performance in 2016 it was all all the original cast it wasn't like a movie obviously you know but i'm just telling people who are listening it wasn't like a movie version of hamilton it was just a recorded performance from 2016 so it was the full broadway you know version and i felt like they did a, a pretty good job in terms of the, the recording they made me feel like i was actually at the theater watching it i, I kind of got the same feeling and a reaction that I did when I saw in the Heights in, in on Broadway, 
I had that same feeling when I was watching it on TV. So I feel like they did a really good job with that. I was kind of worried that it would be a lot different experience just watching it. But it, it felt very similar. And Hamilton, you know, I, I thought – I may be biased. I thought it was equally as good. I thought In the Heights and Hamilton were both equally as good. In the Heights, you know, it didn't have a lot of those um, Broadway actors or actresses that were on – in Hamilton, like on that level. Hamilton had a lot of bigger stars for sure. So that was a huge difference. But in terms of the writing and the singing and the, the rapping, I thought they were both equally as good. So that's kind of also why I'm bummed out that no one's going to be able to see In the Heights. That's not going to happen. So I'm, I'm bummed out about that. But um, I liked both of them equally, both the incredible. A lot of big stars in Hamilton. And we can go over who you like the best and stuff. But, I mean, for sure, I, I like Lin-Manuel Miranda. I know everyone's saying that. Well, some people are saying that he wasn't as good as the other stars, like Leslie Odom Jr. and some other people, but a lot. And so him, Chris Jackson, Leslie Odom Jr., the guy who played James Madison, the guy who played Jefferson, all were incredible. Um, so I don't, I don't know what you thought about it, but I thought I was very glad that it came on Disney Plus. It was, exceeded my expectations. I, and I wish the same was done for In the Heights because that was equally as good. What was in the Heights about? What was it based off of? So Lin-Manuel Miranda was the main character and he was the owner of a bodega in Washington Heights in New York City. That's what I was, yeah. And it was just basically about his everyday life, owning the shop and all of his friends and family were also living in, in the Heights, Washington Heights. And during the story, someone wins the lottery um, like $96,000. It's a, a very small amount for the lottery, but someone wins the lottery and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, like whether they're going to stay, whether the person who wins the lottery would stay in the neighborhood, but give money to certain things or whether they would pack up and leave. Just about growing up, you know, not wealthy, but then winning the lottery and what they're going to do from that point on. So it's very, as obviously it's much more relatable than Hamilton. So it was different in that sense, but I thought both were equally as good. Yeah, wow. So you you go deep with Lin Manuel. Yeah, man, he's the fucking man. I think Lin Manuel Miranda is one of the I think one of the most creative people that I can think of off the top of my head. Yo, it's yeah, cra- yeah it's crazy to to write and write and star yes. in in a Broadway play like that. That's yes. that's upper echelon of creativity right there. Yeah, like one of the biggest of all time. Like I don't, I don't know how you think of how involved was he in like the music, right? Like in, not the lyrics, but the actual. Yeah, so I know like for both writing. of them, and especially in the Heights, I know. So he started off writing everything himself, and like there was a version that he pretty much had complete control over, and that like he did himself completely. But once it got close to Broadway or on Broadway. Other people would s- stepped in and went over all the songs, all the lyrics, and things got changed a lot from what he wrote to what it actually became on Broadway. So obviously everything was his idea, but in terms of the lyrics or make it sound better, a lot of people had a say in, in how it changed. So the, the final product wasn't hit, like 100% his, because other people who may have been more, I don't, I don't want to say talented, but more in tune with what it should sound like on Broadway or whatever had a say in, in what it ended up being. Yeah, I mean, 
for for me hamilton like i need to watch it again it is difficult for me to to listen and follow along with story to lyrics but i do feel like watching it because i watched hamilton live and when i watched it the first time i was like like wow like i was so like overwhelmed with emotions but it was difficult for me to understand everything that was happening because of how fast paced it was yeah whereas most broadway musicals it's like you know there's like a couple words in it and it's it's a lot slower yeah so in that case i was just like oh my god like i was like listening to it as like a rap battle and just like it was so like that rap battle scene was so tight oh incredible and yeah, everything about it was so different and so unique, but I did find it difficult to follow along just because me personally, I don't even listen to lyrics ever. And the reason I can understand Broadway is because it's so slow and it's just like putting in, putting music in slow motion. So in that case, I can, you know, more easily follow along. And then when it came out in Disney plus format, I, I went. I put. I put. You know, closed captions on immediately, oh, so I could follow along. Okay. And it was, it was, it was incredible. I only watched the first half because it was, you know, I think three hours and plus yeah. long. Right. And I definitely need to watch the second half. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, David Diggs is incredible. Thomas Jefferson. Oh, he was. He was Madison, right? Or was he Jefferson? I forget who was who. Well, Jefferson and Marquise de Lafayette, Thomas Jefferson. He was Jefferson, right? So Diggs was was Madison, but they were you know partners throughout. Yes, yeah. They were Madison both- was uh, yeah. James Madison. It looks like was. Let Diggs. me. Uh, what? I thought you just said Dick. It was no, 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 no. Diggs was Thomas Jefferson. Really? The guy who was doing the, the battles, I thought that was that was um fuck, now I'm getting confused. I thought Jefferson was the the person who was not battling. But Madison and was this, doing it on his behalf. This is when I'm gonna screen share. Okay, perfect. So yeah, David Diggs, it says is Marquise de Lafayette. Okay, out of that Thomas backwards. Jefferson. Okay, okay. James Madison was you want to take a shot at that name? No, no. Oak. We'll call him. We'll call okay. him Oak. Okay. All right. I had that backwards. For some reason, I thought Thomas Jefferson was the higher authority, and James Madison was sp- speaking on Jefferson's behalf, but it's the other way around. Yeah. Can you see this page now? Yeah, I can see that. So there. Yeah. This guy. This guy was really good too. He Oak was, great. was sick. Very good. Yeah. Um. Chris Jackson. George Washington was Christopher Jackson. Yeah, so he's the man. He was in In the Heights with Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's in a freestyle group with Lin also. He, a great singer, can also rap. Very talented guy. What's their freestyle group? It's called Freestyle Love Supreme. So they have a bunch of clips on YouTube. And so I think Lin started. I don't know who exactly started it, but Go to, yeah, go to YouTube. And then, but since then, there has been other people who have been in and out it and in and out of it. 
And there was another pretty famous gentleman who's in it, who's also in Hamilton at the beginning, but he was replaced. I forget his name, but if, if you go back to that chart you were looking at before, eventually you can see it. But yo, go go to okay. Let's see. Uh, Aaron Burr. Click that first that first name for Aaron Burr. This guy, yeah. So he was he's he was in it. Freestyle Love. Oh, he's also. he's famous. He's famous. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of shit. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, there's a lot of big names in in here. They're at one point part of the show. And like, also as we said, but who's Bukash Umbukar? Umbukar. I feel like I've seen. I've loved him in. Yeah. What else? Let's look at what else he's been in. Bootkarsh and Bootkar. Pitch Perfect. Mike and Dave need wedding. Whatever. Million Dollar Arm. Rocket Science. I feel like I've seen him in both Pitch Perfect and Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Yeah. And I enjoyed both of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brockmar. Oh, Brockmar, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the uh, the second announcer in Brockmar, and he was mm. very, very funny. Yep. Yeah, he's good. He's real good. And then we got King George III, Jonathan Groff, Man God Mindhunter on Netflix, best show on Netflix. And that was very surprising. I didn't know his, his Broadway background. So it was very surprising to see him singing in, in uh, Hamilton. Oh, what do, you, what do you know him from? Mindhunters on Netflix. Oh, my He's God. You're guy. so right. Yeah, yeah. A completely different person. He's yeah. like very eclectic and very kind of socially awkward and quiet, but like thoughtful. Yeah, intense. I was losing it. When King George came on and started drooling. Yeah. You notice that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that was Slobbering great. King. Yep. That was good. I also really liked um the sisters. Yep. Angelica, the sisters were I thought incredible. Yeah. All around great. I'm I'm probably going to watch it again. I need to watch it. I need to sit down and watch it. Yeah, Leslie Odom was sick. Yeah, he was good. Uh, I watched, when I saw it, um, Taron Killam from SNL played King George. Oh, really? Yeah. version? Did you see it in, in New York or elsewhere? I saw it in New York. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I feel like he was only on for a couple of times, I guess. Gotcha. I have no yeah. idea. But yeah, I definitely need to watch it again. Yeah. And it's interesting. So this is the, the Vassar Workshop. Mm, okay. So that's the very first one. Interesting. It's like, so is that where they were just testing? Yeah, I guess so. Hamilton, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Okay. Um, what was? Do you have a favorite song from Hamilton? Yeah, it was the Cabinet Battle number one for sure. 
The cabin battle? Cabinet battle, yeah. Oh, yes. It was just – it was um, Thomas Jefferson versus Hamilton. And they were talking about some, some issue. But uh, that was really creative. Like having a debate, a formal debate in like a freestyle form, that was very tight. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, cabinet battle number one, this one. Yep, yep, yep. Look how many songs there are. Crazy. I didn't realize there's that many. Yo, this is this is a we're gonna have a debate about what's the best song. I feel like I feel like you could write a senior thesis about this. <laughs> so I don't know I don't know any of them by name. I know literally none of them besides I know, Ten Dual Commandments one. Oh, besides well, yeah, that one. Yeah, because that was That's they easy. did that a couple times. Um, oh, good. You'll be back was easy to remember because it's slobbering. Oh game. yeah, Alexander Hamilton, yeah, Aaron Burser. Yeah. The 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 ones at the beginning I feel like are yeah the easiest ones to remember. And I, I honestly didn't even see. I stopped after Act One. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't see Cabinet Battle Number One? Wow, you're in for a treat then. I saw it in. I saw it live. Oh yeah, that's right. Forget, forget. Yeah. But yeah, no. But I, I kind of like remember the remnants of it, but not. Yeah. I definitely need to watch. You better watch it before tomorrow night. The big debate. Yeah, damn. Should I go do that right now, or should uh, I go watch yeah. World of Dance? I mean, I would recommend Hamilton if you have an, an hour and a half to spare. You know, get ready for the big debate. Yeah, maybe. I'll see if I can convince my lady. She's has she seen it? Yeah, I watched it with her. I, okay. I saw it with her. Gotcha. Yeah. It was. I don't know. We saw it in New York because, like, my aunt like knew the second cousin of the lighting guy of like the third lighting assistant or some sh- uh, connection. I, like, I forget, man. It was, it was so random. I feel like whoever got to see it needed some sort of like six degree of separation yeah, from sure. anyone. Otherwise you're not going to get tickets. You need some. Yeah. Some yeah. 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 And it was just like some lucky, just six, <laughs> just crazy ass. It was a good seats. No, I mean, it was like up, 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 away. Yeah, up, up, all the way up. <laughs> Some nice nosebleeds. But it was crazy. And, and in Broadway, like every seat is kind of good because, yeah. you know, like. It's just not that big to begin with. So it's, you're not going to be that far away. Yeah, exactly. But. That's a, that's a good rabbit hole. Yeah, that was kind of uh, just what, you know, I know or we know with coming into it without – I didn't spend, like, last week researching it, just, you know, what I've anecdotally known about Lin-Manuel Miranda. But All right. I was going to check if it won Tony's and it won 11 of them, so that's good. Jesus. What other, what other Tony Awards did it win? Let's go. 
Mm. So best musical, best performance, Leslie Odom Jr. won. Oh, nice. Best performance by a leading actor. And and Leslie Odom beat uh, Lin-Manuel. Yeah. Interesting. Which I think makes sense. Yeah. Featured actor in a musical, Diggs. Yep. Angelica, yep. And act, actor Renee and Elise actress. Goldsberry was, was very good. Best book of a musical. Oh, yep. David David Diggs. Yep. Uh, best book. Best original score. Mm. Did Lin Manuel do the music? Did he write the music? Yeah, he started doing. He did everything. Like what I said. Like originally, music, lyrics, story, the whole thing. That's insane. But over time, it, I mean, it changed with other people stepping in and, and contributing. That is, yeah. That's that's why, why he's, just, he's the most creative for. Like that's just yeah. You do everything. I'm a. I'm. I would be interested in seeing him in normal films. I want to see him act a little bit. I don't know, man. He could like. He could do another musical. I feel like that's such a niche talent to be able to write music. Mm-hmm. For sure. And write a Broadway a musical. Yeah, maybe he he writes another you know on film adaptation for like for Netflix or you know what one of the other mediums, but for yeah. him to act, you know, I feel like he has he's such a pocket knife of yep of skill and talent that you know he does he can do so much behind the scenes. Yeah, right. I, I'd like to see him act more too, but that musical that writing the music stuff is. That's cra- That's yeah. next level stuff because he can then write for other people. Yep. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing right now. If he's working on anything. He has, I think there was some Disney related thing he was involved with. Oh, it's Mary Poppins. I think he was in Mary Poppins and, and wrote something for Mary Poppins. It was a remake for Disney. renewed criticism of Disney Disney I don't want to read that yeah I don't know what is Lin-Manuel doing right now Uh, check out his wiki playbill yeah we need to check out the wiki scroll to the bottom upcoming projects Who's making a documentary of the life of Puerto Rican actress Rita Moreno? Hmm. So she was in supporting roles in the musical film Singing in the Rain, The King and I, The King and I, West Side Story. So a very musical focused documentary. Mm-hmm. 
I'm very curious what he's doing next. It looks like it in the Heights. It's going to be a movie. Interesting. Hesitant about that. We'll see. He was in Star Wars? <laughs> the fuck? He was in two Star Wars. Crazy. Yeah, it is weird. He was a bellman in The Sopranos. <laughs> Wait. Well, I'm gonna go. I need to watch that episode. Yeah. What? He was in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Great. I remember that. He's in Sesame Street. Oh my God, it's Um. Yeah, what is he doing next, though? Yeah. I feel like the in the Heights is pretty big. Yeah, but who it's knows? The movie could be whack. It's uh, I'm not. I don't have high expectations for that. I feel like if we go Lin Manuel Miranda into his IMDb, it might give us. Do you know if the if Hamilton received criticism? Did one person critique it? If so, who? And where do they live? <laughs> I have no idea. Whoa, what the hell? There's the Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, yeah. Yeah, and oh, the Mo- Heights. Mo- Moana, Moana, composer. That was the other big thing. Oh, so I think he uh, won a couple of awards, a couple of songs that he wrote, won some awards in for Moana, Moana, whatever. Moana. Yeah. Wow, look at this. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so In the Heights is coming out. Okay. That's your dream. Well, he's definitely that's not in it. Show. Disney Family Sing Along Volume 2. Yeah, he would crush it on that stuff. Ooh, he wrote one episode of America's Got Talent. Damn, he could do so many different things. I know. Crazy. Yeah, so he's like... So he he's known as a soundtrack guy, you know, a writer. Yeah. So I mean, he doesn't have the best voice. Yeah, but so, so he's he, like him writing, him being the composer for Moana. Like yeah. he can also keep writing more. Yeah. You know, the next line of Disney shows that keep coming down the pipeline. Yeah. And anything else that comes up, so that's probably. Ducktales, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can see him crush it for kids. It's, I, I think it's also it's. I think it'd be pretty important to have like rap, um, like rap instilled in like kids, like early kid like movies and stuff like that. Mm, yeah. But all right, well, that was the rabbit hole of the week. Second, second time we've done that. Thank you, Lynn Manuel. Yes, thank you, Lynn. Provided so much good entertainment for us recently. While folks are in quarantine, great timing on your release. 
great job with that. And uh, yeah, let's. I think we've uh, we've done all we can. Yeah, this was episode nineteen of the Play It By Ear podcast. Again, the second time we've done New Music Friday. We're trying more and in innovative ways to get better at going through the new music and talking about the artists that have released new music, what new projects are coming out, um, new music trends that are happening. I guess we have, so we made an effort to talk about music more. So that's why we started with New Music Friday. But now we have dropped the ball on the tech side of things, which was a foundation of this podcast, Intersection of Music and Tech and Entertainment. So, you know, we got to keep making sure we have that balance of both. I know Spotify is a you know, tech platform, but, you know, maybe during the week, I can start looking at some, you know, some, some tech stories that are coming out. You know, we did mention TikTok, but there was a lot of stuff with TikTok behind the scenes that if you have the app downloaded, they're doing a lot of things on your phone that you don't know in terms of metal adware or stuff that's being done on your phone that you were not aware of. So that was actually a big story, I think, in the last week or two that we didn't touch upon. But stories like that in the future are, are good stuff to talk about, I think. So we should be more cognizant around those those issues as well. Yeah. I think we can definitely hit TikTok. I am curious to kind of dive in to see what they're actually doing. Yeah, there's like, there's, I mean, there's a lot of shit that uh, I guess, you know, as we talked about before with other platforms, it's in their, in their like agreement terms or whatever. It's, but no one actually reads that. So no one actually has an idea of what's happening behind the scenes if, when you download TikTok. But there's a lot of shit that happens that does not happen at all um, when you download other, so other similar apps. So. Uh, that was a big story, but we could we could go we can come back to that later. But yeah, I think it was a great episode. Uh, so this will will this will come out tomorrow on Thursday. And I guess if this weekend, if we want to start the normal schedule again on Saturday, talking about the past New Music Friday, or what do you what do you want to do? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good to do Saturday morning. All right, start start it off right. Should we, I feel like we should pick a time. We, we got to stick to a time. Otherwise, it's going to go off the rails. Yeah. Do you want to do tw- 12 your time, one my time? That works for me. All right. All right. I'm good perfect. with that. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been real. Episode 19. Uh, We'll see you next time. Peace out.